Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's show with your host, Brandon Moscow, of course, and today I'm excited. I have Michael Pakula from Box C on the line, and today we're going to talk a lot about cross-border shipping. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Michael. Cheers, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Today we've discussed it and we want to talk to you, everyone out there about cross-border shipping um, and one of the reasons I brought Michael on the line for this is because Fox C is, is an expert in this space and I'd love it if you could just give us a little bit more of a background, Michael, on yourself as well as Box C and, and a little bit more information in that regard and then we can just dive into some questions that I have. Cheers. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, I uh, I grew up in Australia, and actually, we uh, our company developed uh, relationships with uh, Groupon, Living Social, all the group buying companies in the early 2010-2011 period when they first started. And at that time, the only type of cross-border shipping alternatives were Express Courier, like DHL, FedEx, and UPS, who we all know are very quick but very expensive. Uh, and also uh, global postal solutions like China Post if we're shipping from China or USPS if we're shipping from the US to other countries. What we found with those, typically out of Asia, is that they were reasonably well-priced but very poor in terms of the transit time and the consumer experience. So what we did in Australia was we actually developed some outbound solutions out of China direct to consumer. And we started uh, offering that uh, to um, all the, the group buying companies we were working with. And effectively, we were shipping to consumers in Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Singapore, UK and US. So eventually, we flipped our head office and um, brought it over to the US about five years ago. So the, the basic uh, part of our business is we're actually a US company, although I'm myself Australian. And uh, the core that I thought was relevant for today's call would be to explain how we work out of Asia today, typically China and Hong Kong, uh, which uh, we call the world's factory because they're producing so much of the basic consumer products that we're all selling, basically all e-commerce sellers are selling. And where we seem to be adding value at the moment is that we are uh, we have pick-and-pack facilities in both Shenzhen in China and also in Hong Kong. So we're a US company providing a Western uh, Western experience, Western systems and Western management experience. So that's the first key difference to us uh, being in China and Hong Kong. Uh, we have, in terms of pricing, which is very important, we're very transparent actually, and on our website we make our 
retail card rate obvious for everybody to access and you, there's a get a quote button so you can double check that I'm being uh, that I'm correct here but effectively uh, to let you know that we have we offer fulfillment volume depending on your volume from 35 cents an order so working in Asia is very price efficient that's another key point uh, the other area and this is where we are connecting with a lot of what we call Western customers or if you like American Canadian if we're talking about North America is that if they are uh, their, their basic business model is their e-commerce sellers whether they have a Shopify platform or another web platform or their own e-commerce site they're sort and they're sourcing their products in China effectively they're having them produced and they're shipping them to our facility in Shenzhen they're integrating their e-commerce store to our warehouse management system basically selling as they would normally sell on the internet and every day we're picking and packing and shipping direct to consumers in the US uh, and over 50 countries uh, directly and then we use third parties to ship to over 200 countries in the world so pretty much every country in the world uh, the two the, the US is a key uh, destination country of course roughly half of the world's e-commerce is conducted in in uh, in the US if you exclude China from that and mm -hmm. so the US is obviously a key market for every seller and for the US we offer uh, three different services um, not to make it a sales call but more like <laughs> informational uh, we have a five to ten day service that competes with the post uh, a four to eight day service and a three to six day service which competes with express couriers Okay, so I have a question uh, about that specifically, actually, because mm -hmm. that's one of my one of my concerns when I speak with customers of mine, as well as one of the questions that pops up is, um, so when you're talking about those fulfillment times that you're you're mentioning, is that from fulfilled within the United States or from from overseas? Oh. oh. The, the quotes I was just giving before about transit time were actually from our facility in Shenzhen to uh, delivered to consumers across the US. Okay, so that's see, so that resolve that solves a major problem if you ask me, because that's one of the big things. Is um, I mean, not everybody, like I said, not everybody can fulfill within two days, um, and there, I mean there are options out there to fulfill within two days if you need to, but when you're ordering a product and i mean if you're if you're like most e-commerce stores um, you have your products produced in in the asian market um, and then you're having them shipped to a warehouse in the united states and then you're paying for all sorts of duties and, and what have you and and all those sorts of things with having to have items um, stored in the US or Canada for example um, and then you have to turn around and then ship them back out and then the other side of that is what if you want to fulfill orders overseas so now you've already taken on that extra warehousing cost and then you have to fulfill a secondary shipment so what you're saying is is your facilities allow you to essentially pick and pack at your facility in Shenzhen, saying that wrong, I know it's um, it's the English way of saying it. I'll call it, but uh, the Canadian English way. Um, mm -hmm. But you're fulfilling it there, and then shipping that out from there, and having it 
meet these turnaround times. So would you be able to kind of expand on some of those pieces that I talked about at a very, very high and rudimentary level um, sure, to kind sure. of educate people a little bit more than, than I guess, like I said, my very rudimentary. Uh, no, you did really well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So effectively, uh, customers that send their products into our warehouse, the facility will scan them into stock effectively, uh, bring them into the warehouse. They're available for sale immediately. So effectively, orders can drop down once a good then been, has been processed. So there, we typically pick and pack the same day and we ship. So the shipping process starts the same day. The tracking number is available immediately and electronically uploads back to a Shopify store or whatever the selling platform is that you've connected. So you're I want to I want to interrupt you mm -hmm. one second. Sorry, a lot of mm -hmm. people that I work with, and there's a lot of people on the show that have Shopify. Listen to the show that have Shopify stores or or what have you, um, the uh, SaaS model type solutions. But there's also a lot of them out there. Uh, my customers specifically included in that bracket, which are using things like um, Magento and 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 I guess some use WooCommerce, and so there's. They're utilizing things called APIs for those on the show who know what those are. Basically, it's a, a means of communicating with your system. And do you offer those types of solutions then too, so that we can people can integrate and and get that information into their system? Perfect. So yes, we operate on a system of open APIs, so that we supply all customers' data to the customer and to we also have a relationship with a piece of middleware called Zapier. And Zapier helps, it's a connector between our warehouse management system and all the leading web selling platforms. Excellent. So that's that's fantastic because I mean, there's a lot of need for that type of like the API solution um, out there. And as you mentioned earlier that you in the US, the US is 50% of the market space. Um, and mm -hmm. I know that Shopify is taking up a huge amount of that space, but there's also a large amount that use um, some of the open source solutions because of the ability to customize and, and, and create uh, integrated solutions a lot easier and, and better uh, in many cases. And so that's why I wanted to bring that up. But um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interject there. I wanted to, if you can continue there on, on discussing the uh, the like the overall. Sure. Uh, cross shipping component there. Thank you. So once the order has been labeled, effectively Box C is a cross-border carrier. So as I said, we compete with the express couriers and post and we are the carrier. So effectively what happens is then those uh, orders are shipped same day. They're, if you like, consolidated by country and then they fly out. Effectively they head to the airport. They fly out just like a courier would um, ship them. When they arrive in the US, uh, they're cleared at customs and then handed over for final, what we call final mile delivery. That's a final mile delivery um, made by USPS in the US. When received by a US customer, they have local USPS labels on them and they have no China markings at all. They also have, which is very important, that's a very important differentiator to what a parcel looks like when it comes from China, typically through a postal network. 
uh, that would have a what's called a CN22 label on it, a lot of China markings. It basically looks like it came from China and it's not, uh, I guess, brand accretive is probably the best way to say it. It's, it's not, I'll be honest, I'll be completely frank about it because I received an order from China and as soon as I saw it, and this is no offense because I mean 90% or more of our of the products we get in this in North America are from uh, from China but when they have the Chinese markings on it you feel I don't know why and this is something I'm going to be blunt about and it's it's just a feeling um but you feel like you've bought you've gotten something cheap um it's just that mentality. It's unfortunately it's a mentality, but you don't feel that you've gotten uh, your value in some ways. You feel like, oh, I just bought something. Someone shipped it out of China, so they bought it for two dollars, and I paid three hundred dollars for it. You know, and it's just that. I mean, it's your gut feeling, and it's just a lot of that goes into it. But a lot of the pe- part that people do forget about in some ways is the experience of e-commerce. The final part of that experience is that it's not even necessarily the final part, but is once you've received that product. And when you receive that product, you have to have that, that ah feeling and that excitement feeling. And you have to want to unbox it on your camera, on Instagram, or on any of those social medias. And, and when you get it with the, you know, with the, with the, that other, that uh, Chinese packaging written all over it, you start to feel a little less excited. I mean, and that's, that's, I'm being very, very almost ignorant in my comment. Um, and so I apologize if I've offended anybody, but that's just the overall vibe that you start to feel. Um, and I think that will change over time, but I do think that it's very important to, to, to have that packaging look very, look right. And I mean, we're not talking about packaging, so to speak, on this call, but the packaging from the outside in is what we di- are discussing at this point. And those are just my my very mm-hmm. abrupt thoughts on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And I, have, I use a similar example to do with an iPhone cable that I would buy on uh, from a, on eBay or one of the platforms. For a dollar ninety-eight, I can have it delivered from China to New York. <laughs> it'll take eight eight weeks, roughly, but it'll get here. And when it arrives, yeah. it's in a little scrunched-up packet, and it looks all of worth dollar ninety-eight. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's to say, scrunched-up package too. That was the other side of it that I wanted to ask you about. I mean, because you're fulfilling the orders and whatnot. Um, I hope my my concern there too is the care that goes into the packaging because. The last order I received, it was quite honestly, it was scrunched up. Uh, so here I am opening up a package that was not mm-hmm. cared for when it was packaged. It was covered in in multilingual uh, writing, and then I opened the package up, and I'm like, man, this was something that I supposed to be worth a couple hundred dollars, and it was treated horribly. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, now. Yep. Oh, that was you actually you actually touched on one other point actually in in the fulfillment level we can uh personalize in the sense uh brand uh each customer can have their own branded packaging if they want so if you have a brand that you're developing or you are currently a brand 
then you can supply those to us in China. And if you need them printed, we can refer you to places that can do that. And um, yeah, and basically your orders will get packed in your branded packaging, just like you would do it if it was in the US or in your garage or however you pack now. Hmm. That's very interesting. And actually, to be honest, everybody listening, I think that's something you would want to consider. Um, to me, it's a, a lot of everything is about the overall experience and providing that feeling, if nothing else, the feeling like you're getting a quality product for your money. Because, I mean, even if it's a cheaper product that you paid and you didn't pay a lot for it, you still don't want to feel like you like you just got bought something really super cheap. You want to feel like you got your money's worth. And just adding that branded packaging on the outside of your box automatically adds a level of, of professionalism to the overall experience. Mm-hmm. And from our perspective as logistics services providers, we want to provide options. We want our customers who are sellers to be able to option up their their preferred delivery mechanism, however that is. So typically from our fulfillment center, our, our pricing per order includes a white PE plastic bag, you know, just a standard e-commerce bag. And all that will do when it arrives, will have a USPS label on it. That's, that's how it will look. And just like any other e-commerce store in the US that sells and delivers with a plastic bag. So from that, from the basic that we offer, our customers can scale up in the sense of, you know, provide a branded bag. We have some customers that want their items put in tissue and the tissue wrapped with a bow. Now, all those things are extra cost, but that's what their need is. And remembering also that when we're, in terms of extra cost, we're actually doing this work in China and it's a lower cost country than the US. So in a sense, you won't get it any cheaper anywhere in the world, you know, from from an e-commerce perspective. So I want to touch one more point on that one too. If I wanted to, for example, um, have a little note inside that said, you know, thank you for your order and, you know, just uh, you know, maybe not necessarily, it would be a generic note, obviously, but you wanted to have it somewhat um, more personalized from the respect of having a signed note in there or something like that. Are those, does it get down to that level with your service? Absolutely. Okay. We have, we have people putting in special offers uh, into a bag as a yeah. one-off sheet. We have people putting sti- applying stickers to the outside of the package themselves, just a some sort of little branded sticker rather right. than a printed bag. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're fully customizable. We're a logistics Excellent. provider, really. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So to switch direction a little bit for you, because we've talked primarily about shipping to North America, and that's just because, you know, a lot of, like you said, 50% of the of the online orders if you exclude china from that number are based in the u.s now that said if you look at it with a different point of view what you should be seeing is 50 percent of the world orders outside of china um, are placed outside of the u.s so to me that opens up a huge market space you know, let's say I'm running an e-commerce company in the U.S. or in, I'm just keep saying Canada because that's where we're based. But 
if you know you're running a US based e-commerce company and you could theoretically be missing out on 50% of the world a lot of people are basically have all of their product warehoused or it's been stored in the United States um and you had mentioned before the call um about and I mean obviously on this call about having a fulfillment center based out of China so that you can fulfill those orders internationally. Um, and I'm mm -hmm. just wondering if you, you know, what you might be able to glean as far as insights into, you know, what you may or may not have seen as far as ways of, or inter, just information in regards to fulfilling those orders internationally. Uh, because I, I think there's a huge opportunity there that's being missed by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Now, thank you for that. Uh, you're correct, and there's a number of different business models that we are seeing at the moment. Uh, there'll be one that includes, say, an American seller whose home market is the U.S., and they may want they may want to have the Amazon experience or provide a two-day delivery or something shorter than they can get out of China. So they will bring their U.S. stock into the U.S. and deliver that internally, but they will leave their rest of world stock with us. And uh, then they will, we will basically be shipped, pick, pack, label, and ship direct from China to the rest of the world. That's one model. The other consideration is in this particular point is that when you ship, we've all heard, sorry, let me go back one step. For the US, we've all heard about uh, the trade war with China and the what inverted commas Trump tariffs. So effectively, prior to Trump tariffs, for products like apparel, so clothing, shoes, uh, duties can be 14 to 38%. Then uh, that's just before Trump tariffs. Then Trump has come in and added 15 or 20 or 25% depending on the product. So effectively, when uh, when you bulk ship into the US, so not to consumer, but you're putting it in, you own it and you're putting it in a warehouse, you will pay those duties and taxes on arrival in the US and then you'll put them in a warehouse. But when you leave your product in China and you ship direct to consumer, so you sell the item, we pick, pack, label and ship it to a consumer in the US. There are no duties or taxes and, and that includes Trump tariffs. So that's a major consideration and that is for each, each consumer order under $800. So that's how that works. So that's another consideration. The, the other... There are, as I said, a few different models. Uh, some people are accidental sellers into foreign markets and some people actually target foreign markets. So one of the things we took, when people ask us about, oh, what do I do first if I'm looking for a global strategy that's outside the US? Currently, I'm just selling in the US and possibly to Canada, or in fact, most likely to Canada as well. We would say to them, okay, why don't you, you, you've got all the intellectual property that you need, you know how to buy the product, you've designed the product, you know how to sell the product, and your basic communication is in English. A number of the key e-commerce markets are also in English. So we would say to them, if they're not in Canada, let's target Canada, let's target the UK, and let's target Australia. The reason being is that not only can, can you easily write ads, but you can also respond to consumer uh, queries and answer them in their mother tongue, if you like. 
And that's really, really important. So we say, why don't you tackle those key markets, learn global e-commerce, and then focus on other, the rest of the world, if you like, you know, Europe yeah. next, that type of thing. No, and I'm glad you mentioned that because the other thing I've talked about on other podcasts too is that you don't want to just start targeting various countries because you think there might be a, a potential in that area, um, especially because there are other aspects you need to consider. The one thing you just said was your mother tongue, for example. One of the favorite quotes from a friend of mine, Whitney Blankenship, when she was on the show, she's been on a few shows, and one of the things we're talking about was cross-border uh, cross border shopping, not shipping necessarily. And one of the things she talked about is she basically, the quote was that Google Translate is just not going to cut it. And so, you know, when you talk about you know, mother tongue and stuff like that. I mean, even just a translator on the site isn't going to do because all the different countries, I mean, we're all very unique and very different. And the way that we shop is very unique and very different. And, and so that online experience has to has to alter and morph depending on the, the in a sense, the culture. I'm not going to say the country that you're in because in some countries, the culture stands across the countries and into others, whereas other countries are very unique. So I like to talk about it more as a cross-cultural shopping experience. But when you get into the cross-border shipping, that's when you talk about specific cross-border because every every country and whatnot becomes very different there. But um, And it just kind of touches on one of the things that you mentioned. And the thing I like to talk about there is making sure that people don't think, oh, well, I'll just open up my sales to the whole world and expect to do well in all the countries without very specific customizations made to their website or to their overall approach. Um, but that said, I mean, the fact that you can fulfill the orders in these various countries makes for the opportunity within their business plan. Um, and business model, which I think is very, very good. And uh, that's why I always tell people you have to build, when you build your initial site, build from the bottom up. Make sure you're thinking about, you know, not just your website and what it looks like, but what are all of the integration points you're going to need and what are the main components. And one of those key components to me has always been the fulfillment. Um, and, I mean, there's other things we could talk about and maybe we'll – We'll have that on a different call um, as to how to be better shippers and all those types of things. But I think at the heart of it all, I mean, your order starts on the website or in a store, depending on, on that. But it ends when your product, uh, I don't think it technically ends there, but that specific order ends once it's been received. And then obviously, if you're smart, you have a review process that kicks in. But um, that order being received needs to be received with as much excitement as that order being placed. And I think what you sounds like what you're doing is allowing for a lot of people to be able to do that at a global level. Um, and I'd like to turn it back over to you for any final thoughts or any words of wisdom or anything that you may have wanted to touch on, but I kind of got long-winded and you didn't get a chance to. Oh, no, cheers, Brandon. <laughs> I think if anyone got long-winded, it was me. So effectively, Boxy is about enabling cross-border fulfillment and shipping. At our website, boxy.com, actually, there is a uh, 
questionnaire. I mean, uh, sorry, a place for you to write into us and ask us questions and someone will come back to you. So that was probably because uh, the reason I'm saying that is that a lot of people, different people have different questions and they're thinking mm. about the problem in a different way. So yeah. the best way we can tackle that answer is one-on-one. But to your point, fulfillment needs to be, the physicality of you delivering, of picking and packing and then shipping needs to be in place for you to have a successful cross-border business. That's what we're about. We don't have contracts, we don't have minimums, we're very transparent. So what we're about is giving tools to small business that are typically only available to large businesses. That's where we're at. So yeah, we're here to enable cross-border business. That's the message. Well, that's awesome. And I appreciate your time today because I think there's a lot of value in this um, because I think that it's very important to to expand and, and understand how you're going to do your fulfillment process, either right from the beginning or even once you're in midstream. Um, and so I appreciate your time today. I think you've provided a lot of value to everybody. Cheers. Thank you for your time, Brandon. Thanks for having me on today and uh, hoping I've added some value. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking.